The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. 12 practice football games, 12 of them took place. Yippee. All right. Uh, such demand. Let me tell you, there's such demand for these exhibition football games that took place on Thursday night that I was kind of bored. I you know, was a little free time on my hands. And I was like, I wonder, you know, I was looking ahead, some some preseason tickets. In several cities on Thursday night, you could get in, buy in price to go to exhibition games in places like Buffalo, Baltimore, and Miami. Six bucks. You're in. Six bucks. You know what? I watched. I'm a hypocrite. I watched. Now, I didn't watch tons of it. I flipped around. I had a little baseball in my rotation. 
looking for things to talk about. The life of a talk show host. You're looking for things to talk about. So I was flipping around. I, now, I had my rotation, the football games that I was monitoring. I had in my rotation the Patriot-Redskins game, the Rams who decided not to show up. So I stopped watching that game early. I stopped watching that game early. Uh, I blame sports with Coleman for that. So I didn't check that out very long. They were playing the Ravens. Had the Bills game. The Bills game I was watching. Bills and Panthers. I had that. And I, was, I was flipping over and I had the Browns and the Giants exhibition game. So those are the ones that have my attention in the early portion. And then later on I was fatigued, but I still ended up uh, observing a little bit of the Colts game and the 49er game. So all the things that I saw, all the random things and players, I don't know who they are. I've never heard of them. There was no juice. There was no energy. There was no buzz watching these games. But the one thing that stood out, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield making his Ballyhoo debut, the number one pick in the National Football League draft. There he was wearing that despicably ugly Cleveland Browns uniform. I found this mildly interesting. Now, the the Brownies won, so you know it's a practice game. When the Brownies walk off the field, they win. Uh, In fact, they have a five-game winning streak in practice games. Hugh Jackson, if you base his success on the exhibition games, he's Belichick. Hugh Jackson is Bill Belichick in practice football games. Not my opinion. It's a fact. You play to win exhibition games, and then you roll over and get in the fetal position when you happen to play real games. But more on that later. So Baker Mayfield. The game was actually on the state-run NFL network. They picked up the Giants feed. Uh, So if you did not see the game, uh, I do not blame you. You're you're a better person than me uh, if you were able to avoid it. Good job by you, but I'll fill you in. Uh, So the question is, how did he look, his first taste of NFL action? Pretty good. He looked pretty good. I'm not going to go crazy here. The the numbers there, he completed 11 passes out of 20, had 212 yards passing, a couple of touchdowns. There were some drop passes. He threw some passes away, so the numbers could have been even better. He still had 125 quarterback rating, so that's not a bad passer rating, 125. I think combined, the last five Browns quarterbacks haven't gotten to 125 passer rating. Uh, so the, the thing is, is he good or are the Giants just that bad? Could be more the Giants just suck, right? I mean, that's, that's a bad team last year. They're going to be a bad team this year. Uh, so, so here's the deal. Many are of the opinion now, and I've read it, I've heard it in the hours since that game ended. Many are of the opinion that Mayfield – Because of that performance, because of that game, game one of the practice season, that Mayfield should be the Browns' starting quarterback. So let's go down that avenue. What do you say? We'll frame it this way. Should Hugh Jackson and company toss Baker Mayfield out there? What should Hugh Jackson and the Browns' front office do? And we learned from Hard Knocks that, as Mr. Davis told Hugh Jackson, he can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever the hell he wants. So what should he do with the number one pick? The advice here is simple. The advice is put him out there. What are you doing here? You put him out there. That's how it goes. Don't mess around. Now, my thoughts on this, to expand on it, you've got the learning curve. You also have, in addition to that, the clipboard and accelerate. All right, all three of those things. Then the number one thing. And I want to make this very clear. 
And I don't want anyone to Baker Mayfield should not start because of this game. Should not start because of the game against the Giants. That line of thinking is reactionary and ridiculous. It's absurd is what it is. Baker Mayfield could have gone 0 for 20. And I advise the Browns, start him anyway. That would be my advice. You don't form opinions on players based on the first exhibition game. Mayfield, if you look at how, and I watched the game, I watched a lot of how he did there, but but it's not just that game. All the games I watched, there was no, as I said, no energy, uh, none, no emotion in the stadiums. It was lifeless. Lifeless. The crowd was half empty stadiums or half full, depending on how you look at it. The teams were running basic defenses, vanilla offenses. And so I, I get that playing well, it's good to make a nice first impression, even though a lot of people were not watching that. It does help your confidence. But there's no spillover to the regular season. You know, and there's still a bunch of exhibition games, to God forbid, to play here. So even if Mayfield had looked confused and afraid and all of that, I would have, I would, I would have, my position wouldn't have been different here. I would still be advocating that he be the starting quarterback when the regular season begins. And from what I saw, he was mostly calm, cool, and collected. When I was observing, he showed a little bit of poise there against a bunch of scrubs that will not be playing football, will be fighting for jobs somewhere else or. I guess uh, getting real jobs, but not in the National Football League. Now, the second thing here, the other option, Tyrod Taylor. I've seen enough of Tyrod Taylor to have formed a very solid opinion. He ain't the answer. He's a a second-level quarterback, a high-end backup on a good team, but if he's starting, you're heading towards the top five of the NFL draft, typically that's how it works. Well, yeah, but the Bills made the playoffs last year, Ben. That's true. And during that season where Buffalo made the playoffs, what did the coaching staff try to do during that season? Tried to bench Tyrod. They did bench him. (laughs) They were like, this guy's not that good. And then the playoffs, he was horrible and didn't get a lot of attention for it because Blake Bortles, he was even worse, which is hard to believe. So you got this guy, Baker Mayfield. You drafted him to be the face of the franchise. Whether that actually happens or not, you start the clock ticking. You don't learn from holding a clipboard in football. You learn from going out there and playing, getting your hands dirty and playing. And that goes for any job. You can only observe so much. Like this job. I've been in radio a long time. But when I first got into radio, I loved radio. I listened all the time. I was an intern at a radio station, but it doesn't matter. You've got to get behind the microphone and get your chops in, get your reps in. That's how you get better at anything. Any 10,000 hours. Well, in the case of Baker Mayfield, you got to get under there and you got to start. You can watch, uh, you watch YouTube and YouTube's awesome. I've watched a lot of things. I've learned how to do a lot of things. You can watch 50 videos on how to make an apple pie on YouTube. But until you actually put your fingers into the dough and you get everything together and you assemble the flour and you mix it all together, meaningless. Meaningless until you do it. So Baker Mayfield is going to suck at times. You hope it is not a prolonged suck like every other Browns quarterback, but that's the learning curve. 
as long as he does not repeat the same mistake over and over again, then you can handle it if you're the Browns. I mean, big deal. They, they won no games last year. Right? So a few growing pains, whoop-de-damn-do. Now the last thing here, if everything goes right, if everything is perfect in Cleveland and they have that magical season, they'll go 4-12. and They'll win four games and they're going to lose 12. And that's if everything is perfect. Yeah. So the move here is obvious. You don't have to be an NFL executive or a coach. You put the whippersnappers out there and find out who can play and who is the equivalent of a cup full of vomit. And the guys that are a cup full of vomit, you get rid of. And you bring somebody else in. And then and then the Browns, following the Maller plan, following that, they will accelerate. And actually, in a couple of years, maybe even next year, not this year, but next year, become a, a playoff contender. How about that? Now, based on the outtakes of Hard Knocks, the systemic dysfunction and incompetence is very, very real with the Cleveland Browns. They have earned every part of their 1-31 record, but they can change that. They just have to listen to the overnight gas bag. All right, let's hear from Baker Mayfield right now, and I'm sure he's going to say he was terrible and he hates the NFL and he's going to retire to sell insurance. Is that correct, Baker Mayfield? Is that accurate? I think command of the whole offense in general, being able to say the play in the huddle and just slow it down for me, not having to think about the whole thing uh, as I'm getting lined up, you know, see it and see what the defense is giving me. So I'm able to eliminate things quicker. And so that's what you really want to do when you're getting up to the line. The the great quarterbacks are able to have that elimination process very quickly. They, they, They know exactly where they want to go with the ball and then something happens, they can instantly go to that second read or whatever it is. So, um, that's, that's something I'm working on, but I think that's the biggest progress I've made. Yeah. That's what I do too. When I come up to the microphone, I eliminate a lot of things. A lot of things in my life are eliminated when I get in front of these microphones. So I have a lot in common with Baker Mayfield and all great quarterbacks in the NFL because I know where everyone's positioned. I know you've got Roberto there. You've got Coop over there. There's Eddie over there. I know all my options. I know at any moment. I know there's no one else in the building. In about half an hour, the building will clear out. There'll be no one else here other than a very armed security guard, armed with comic books and other things. I know that. So I got that going on. You got to know. You got to know your your location. All right, let's hear from Hugh Jackson now. Hugh Jackson, you're going to tell the assembled media that the reason the Cleveland Browns drafted Baker Mayfield is because they knew this guy's a bum. They knew he can't do anything right. They know you know he's a stiff, and he showed that today. Is that correct, Hugh? I'm not surprised by anything oh. Baker does because okay. I see him do it on the practice field. So, sure. obviously, the throws he makes, uh, the poise he has, you poise. know, he demonstrated all that in college. So, I'm not surprised by it. Um, and again, you know, this is just his first opportunity, and he'll grow from it. You know, there's things he'll learn from and continue to get better at, but I thought it was a good start for him. Let me point out that a previous, previous coach of the Cleveland Browns said very similar things about Johnny Manziel. So I want to I want to point that out that uh, yeah so we we've heard these kind of things before. So anyway, it's the Ben Maller show on Fox. If you would like to join the fun, you are welcome to do that. The number is 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller and you can be part of it. And we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. 
Judas Garcia, right over there. Now, I am normally like you. I am not uh, someone who's really interested in the preseason, it, only in the fact that it now signifies that the regular season is getting closer. We're a month away, Eddie. Yeah. We're I, a month away. I, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to sound all bougie when I say this, but, you know, I'm a season ticket holder married to it with the Chargers. We don't go to the preseason games. We give them away. Of course, they charge us full price, which is fantastic. I really appreciate I'll that. I'll take some of those tickets. You Eddie. you can absolutely have the yeah. tickets to, to any of the games you want to go to. But uh, Really? I, I did watch I did watch the Steelers and the Eagles being a Steelers fan and uh, then my wife uh, said you know hey about let's check out Patrick Mahomes because he's a yeah. Charger fan wants to scout the uh, scout the enemy a little bit so we watched a little bit of him how did he look? For, eh, yeah. you know yeah. little dink dunk passes get him out of the game you know so how all quarterbacks are in the NFL yeah, these days pretty dink much and dunk passes pretty much even the real unless game. you jump check off sides unless you jump off sides and they throw it deep yeah okay like maybe twice three times a game yeah. you throw it deep pass and all that yeah. I flipped around. I found the baseball more interesting, but that's no. I don't uh, want to go that far. No. <laughs> hey, Mookie, I did. No, I Mookie did, yeah. Betts had a hit for the yeah. cycle. Yeah, and they lost. I had a bunch of dopey Rocky fans who were trying to give me a hard time busting my balls, and they got they got they got it shoved up where the sun don't shine oh, because the Dodgers that. came back and won that game. Because Javier Baez, oh my! God. You know what that is, Eddie? That's premature celebration. There's a mm. pill for that. You, you know, should not celebrate prematurely. I did not know there was these a guys, pill for that. These guys, these Rocky fans, were taking a bow because the Rockies came back and took the lead against Javi uh, or uh, Pedro Baez, not Javi Baez. Pedro, Pedro, Javi Baez is good. Pedro oh, Baez Pedro is bad. Baez. We got the bad Baez. Can we get the good Baez? Coop picks him every day in the MLB pick. <laughs> I every, love Javi Baez. Even when the Cubs aren't playing, he picks Javi Baez. He loves him so much. He's the that new, is love. He's the new Mike Trout. Coop used to take Mike Trout, but now no, no, Mike he's Trout, not the new Mike. Trout. Well, Trout's cooled off. You'd admit Trout's not the MVP anymore. Yes, you'd admit he's that. Absolutely. He's always the MVP every no, 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 year. No, he's incorrect. the MVP. No. Angels <laughs> suck, and he can't win the MVP because Mookie Betts and JD Martinez—they're going to have co MVPs. I looked this up the other day for my Boston show, Eddie. In the history of baseball, I was going to use this for like an instant trivia, but we're into football season now, so I probably won't need it. In the history of baseball. How many times have they had co-MVPs? Now, they started giving out the Most Valuable Player Award in 1931. American and National League, each league separate with the MVP, of course. So who, how many times, how many times have they given out co-MVPs? Go ahead, Eddie. I don't, I don't ever remember it happening. You say none. You're going to go no? I, I'm not saying it's never happened. I can't ever remember it happening. Uh, anyone else went on in this? I'm going to say three times. Three times, Coop says. All right, Roberto, you went in on this? Twice. Twice. You're all wrong. It happened one oh, time. Man. One time, 1979. The National oh. League MVP award was Ooh, split. 79. Let's see if Eddie can get the names here. Oh, boy, 79. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Eddie. Uh, Willie Stargell? Uh, yes, you're oh. half right. There you go. Uh, and job. somebody from the Reds. No. Oh, Steve no, Garvey. No, no. Uh, it was a, let's see, I'll give you the team, a Cardinal. The other guy was, but not. I don't think of him as a Cardinal. Oh, uh, Jack Clark? No. Ooh. No, it was before Jack Clark. Jack Clark was with the Giants, I think, in 1979. Yeah, probably so. This is very exciting. You're listening to live coverage of Eddie Garcia. You said he was on the Cardinals, correct? Uh, it, yes, it was a Cardinal, and he's. I rem- think of him as a Met, but he was with the Cardinals, and he was very good with the Cardinals. But I, for me, it was he was a Met, and he still works for the Mets. Oh my gosh! Oh, this is the good. first name that popped in my head. I can't be him. Who? 
No, he didn't play for the Cardinals. He played Who, for the Reds. Never mind. Okay. Uh, All right. Cardinals and so Mets. Will Eddie get it right? Oh, yeah. this is going to piss me off okay. not getting this, really. He's known. Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. Okay. Keith Hernandez. Yes, Eddie wins. That is, you get a golden ticket, Thank Eddie. You, All you right. get a golden Can I give it ticket. Away to someone? You get a golden ticket. Yes, Keith Hernandez and Willie Stargell tied for the MVP in 79. That's the only time in the history of baseball. So will we see. Two Red Sox share the MVP, and then I can no. hear those those guys in Cleveland say, well, what about me? What about Jose Ramirez? What about Francisco Lindor? They're having good years for the Indians also. How long was Keith Hernandez with the Cardinals? He was there a few years. He played on some good Cardinal yeah, teams. Yeah, I don't remember him with the Cardinals. Well, Smoking cigarettes and uh, getting in He was actually with the Cardinals longer than he was with the Mets. I'm kind of oh, wow. like you, Robert. I remember him from the Mets, Mets because yeah. those 86 Mets – were tattooed into my head, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we're old farts like that. But apparently not as you know. Eddie, of course, got that after about twenty minutes of waiting. So, well, come on. You know who else? <laughs> Keith Hernandez played for one other team other than the Cardinals and the Mets. Can Ooh. you name that other team? Was it at the end of his career? Yes, yes. He only played forty-three games at the end of his career. For L this or NL? Oh, you're doing the. You know what? <laughs> I don't. I have no, ah, I, I have no that's, idea. That's a Lee Klein. That's because I have no idea. That's what my friend Lee Klein. See, there's I, no need to get nasty and call me names. Oh wow! All right, uh, American, <laughs> American League. The team's been mentioned already on the show. Red Sox? No. no. I, I honestly have no idea. The other team I mentioned, well, the Indians. He played in Cleveland. No, I do not remember that. How depressing all. must that have been? Yeah, they were really bad back then. Yeah, they were like, yeah. Losing 100 games a year, yeah. playing in that dump of a stadium. Right. So we started out talking Baker Mayfield. We ended up with a compelling conversation about the 1979 <laughs> Who, who would have known? You, you never <laughs> yes, know where you're going to go yes. on the Ben Maller Show. That's uh, why we're doing overnight. That's so right. we'll press on. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So the NFL back with practice football games, a gaggle of them, a full assortment of games on Thursday. And we had a bunch of... No, not a lot happened. Baker Mayfield looked pretty good, but it was against a vanilla defense and a bad defense from the Giants. But there's a story that I wanted to talk about with you right here that involves well, one star and another player who's trying to become a star, who's been around for a couple of years, Kelvin Benjamin. Now, we talked about this the last couple of days. Kelvin Benjamin is a receiver for the Buffalo Bills, and he is a former Carolina Panther. And we'll give you more on this in a minute because there was some bad blood that was spilled earlier this week. But Kelvin Benjamin did the thing you're not supposed to do at the time you're not supposed to do it. He gave an honest answer when asked a direct question about Cam Newton, right? About his time with the Panthers. He trashed Cam Newton. Now, he was traded from Carolina to Buffalo last season. And Benjamin believes that he would have been better off if he had had any other quarterback other than Cam Newton, ripping the inaccurate Newton. Which, as we laid out to you, it is our belief on this show that that is not wrong. While it might not be easy on the ears to listen to, it's not incorrect what Kelvin Benjamin said. Cam Newton's won a Heisman Trophy. He's won the most valuable player award in the NFL. And he has consistently been one of the least accurate quarterbacks since he got to pro football. Not my opinion, it's fact. You can go look at the numbers. Look at the data, as they say, right? Look at that. Check it out. Take that for data. Exactly. So all of that was prologue to what happened in Orchard Park, New York, before the Bills and Panthers played a scrimmage. Uh, this is more of a visual thing, uh, but if you've not heard about it, 
and I, I can understand why you wouldn't because, again, much like the Browns-Giants game we talked about last hour, who's going out of their way to watch the Bills and the Panthers? The tickets for this game were going for 6 bucks on StubHub as of a few hours before the game. You could get in at 6 bucks, and then whatever fees they have on StubHub. So, so let me lay it out to you. So Cam Newton confronted his critic, Kelvin Benjamin, his former teammate. They went face-to-face on the field. And I wanted to get into this now. He was decked out in his practice shorts. He had the, the hoodie on. He was wearing his headphones, Cam Newton, calmly and very confidently, some would say arrogantly, strolled over to the 50-yard line and had a meet-and-greet with Kelvin Benjamin. Now, we don't have audio here. It was video, and I, I didn't, couldn't make out the audio. It wasn't, wasn't really uh, wasn't worth uh, listening to. So, but let's get into it. So the question here on this, I'm going I'm to lay it out for you, right? Cam Newton was trying to settle a beef with Kelvin Benjamin. So how do you feel about Cam Newton's pregame confrontation? In a game where all the backups got in there with his former teammate, Kelvin Benjamin. Now, my viewpoint on this, I've watched this many, many times. My viewpoint on this, you've got the cameras, the body language, and backfire. We're going to hear from Kelvin Benjamin a little bit later. But first, my thoughts. We're going to bind this together. Cameras, body language, and backfire. Now, the first thing here, Cam Newton did this intentionally. He knew exactly what he was doing. This was a premeditated act by Cam Newton. It was absolutely intentional. Now, what is my evidence that this confrontation before the game was premeditated? Cam Newton initiated the face-to-face with Benjamin on the field. Now, when players are on the field at an NFL stadium warming up before the game, what else is on the field? Exactly. Cam Newton was playing to the cameras. Uh, He wanted to turn this into a spectacle. He's not a dope. Cam Newton in this, he knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, all right, you know, I'm going to choreograph this, and everyone's going to write these glowing stories about how I am the better man, I'm the bigger man, and I'm going to go over there. It's going to be all documented. It's going to be camera rolling, and I'm going to get that pats on the back because I'm Cam Newton. I'm a peacemaker. I'm the better man. How did that go? Uh, not good. <laughs> Cam was fully aware there was going to be an assortment of media guys and women chronicling every single move, and uh, sure enough, you know they, they were hoping, the media was hoping that these guys would square up and have a little fight there, old school boxing match. That didn't happen. But the mission was not accomplished by Cam Newton in the regards to the peacemaking part of it. Now, the second thing here, it's very awkward. It's an awkward situation, uh, which I will admit helped liven up a rather monotone night of practice football. This is one of the more exciting things that happened. So Cam Newton gave us something different to talk about. For that, I'm grateful, even though it was trying to make him look like a great guy and all that. He was an intentional act. Obviously, he was offended by Kelvin Benjamin. The truth hurts, right? The truth hurts. Newton is a star, and typically he's insulated from most of his critics. Now, no one's fully insulated because of social media, uh, but at least among the players, right, the fraternal order of football players, there rarely is player-on-player crime and clearly a lack of institutional control. How could you, Kelvin Benjamin, cross the line like that? 
And so it was clearly uncomfortable for Kelvin Benjamin. Now, Newton knew exactly what he was doing. He, he was playing grab ass. I'll, I'll do the play-by-play here. So Kelvin Benjamin was doing grab ass with another former teammate from the Panthers. And that's when Cam Newton saw his opportunity and pounced. He started walking over, and he confronted Benjamin. Now, I am an expert at reading body language. I don't know if you know that about me, but I have studied body language. I have. Don't look at me like that. I know you're shaking your head at me as you listen to the show, but I'm telling you, I know body language. I'm an expert. And again, since we're doing radio, it's an audio platform, I will do some play-by-play. That's my public service. So at first, Cam Newton was smiling. You know that famous Cam Newton grin he used to sell yogurt back in the day before he lost that gig? So... Cam Newton smiling at first, right? He came over, and again, Kelvin Benjamin's in another conversation with some guy, I don't know who it is, some former teammate. And Cam Newton comes in and barges in, right? Barges in. Now he's smiling, a little friendly bump, which was not given back by Benjamin. Benjamin, in fact, gave a light elbow, like, get out of my space. That's how he was, that's how I read the body language. Get out of my space is what he did. So, so Newton then offered a high five at that point. That was not, was not responded to by, uh, by Benjamin. He did not respond with a, hey, I'll, I'll give you a high five. Uh, so, again, Bel- Benjamin, the receiver there for the Bills, it was uncomfortable. He had a, it looked like he tried to smile a little bit, but it was one of those, what are you doing smiles? Like, why are you here kind of smiles. He, it looked like he told Cam that he was in a conversation and here's the part, if you watch the video, which is on social media, I'll tweet it out here in a couple minutes, but if you watch the video, okay, Cam Newton, he's being told by Kelvin Benjamin, hey, I'm in a conversation here, so what does Cam do? He dismisses the other player with a hand wave, like that, like, hey, go away, uh, you're a peasant, I'm Cam Newton, go away, just like that, right? And the player walked away, uh, and then with his hands behind his back, Cam had his hands behind his back. He attempted a little more dialogue. So now it's just Cam and Kelvin Benjamin. And Kelvin, again, well, he wanted no part, no part of this. He pointed like he had work to do, so he walks away. Right? He tries to walk away from Cam Newton. Clearly that was not the answer that Cam Newton wanted to hear. And so Newton then becomes frustrated. He tosses his arms out. Like, like this, like, ah, man, what am I going to do here? This is so frustrating to me. Oh, no. Before making another hand gesture to brush Benjamin away. Like, ah, go away. You're, you see that on reality shows like the Kardashians or something. You know, this, I don't know what they call this move, but it's like a sweeping move with the hand. Like you're brushing the person away like you're below me. Screw you. Go. Speak to the hand. There you go. Speak to the hand. Call that. Speak to the hand. And kind of brushed Kelvin Benjamin away. And then Cam Newton starts huffing and puffing, and he walked away as he was he was going the other direction. So, so that's how the play-by-play went. Now, the, the last thing here, many are going to say that Cam Newton was the bigger man because he confronted Kelvin Benjamin. It's like, way to go, you know, all that stuff. Wonderful. But my perspective is a little different here. That was performance art. Cam Newton anticipated that this was going to be a win for him. As I said, he thought that he was going to get the response he wanted from Kelvin Benjamin, former teammate now with the Bills. He didn't get it. It backfired. It blew up in his face and it became an embarrassment because he wanted to publicly bury the hatchet and 
Kelvin Benjamin was having no part of it. The body language does not lie. Now let's go to the horse's mouth. We go. Let's hear from Kelvin Benjamin of the Buffalo Bills here. You'll hear the question and the answer, the back and forth on what happened before the game. Tried to walk away from him a few times. Yeah, just moving on from him. <laughs> Didn't want to get into it. Yeah. What was he trying to say to you? <laughs> oh, he didn't know. I wasn't even trying to listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so ridiculous, so stupid. All right, so there you go. Cam Newton walks off with his tail between his legs, and you know what he needs to do? I'm going to tell Eddie Garcia what he needs to do. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie <laughs> Judas Garcia. What Cam needs to do, Eddie, yeah, what is does he need to do? another suggestion box. He's got to huh. ask his teammates on how he can patch things up with Kelvin Benjamin. That's what he's got to do. Suggestion box. That's the key. Well, that always works so well in every other situation. I, uh... well, we have a suggestion box here in the building. Did you know that? I was. I, I heard about it. Yeah, in the back room there, which you don't go into because you're a big time radio personality. But I hang out with the unwashed every once in a while. Which one is the back room? There's many rooms. Well, one here. of the editing rooms. There's a lot of small rooms, but the main one. In wow. The, so it's in a very in, prominent place. All right. So if you enter the building, you walk by the Smurf kitchen and the bathrooms, and there's a nice couch in there, kind of a waiting room. There's some logos and stuff like that. You walk up the hallway. Now, if you turn to your left. There's a, there's a small room. That's not the room. That's not the room. You then have to you, you turn the other direction to – no, no, to the right you don't turn. You turn to the left. Am I right on that? Yeah, I'm right. Oh, so boy. if you're coming into the building, you turn to the left, and it's, it's got all the like, TVs in there and stuff. The main editing room? Yeah, the main room? editing room. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. a suggestion box. And I looked. I was just curious. I didn't know. I didn't open oh, it. Oh, I've seen that. It's like there's a little cardboard box. Right? It's a suggestion box, Eddie. <laughs> but it's big. It's, it's not like suggestion box. You can open it up and look in there and see what's in there. It's not well, I, like I did. it's secured I, or anything. No, it's not. I picked it up and I looked at it, and this, somebody did leave a note. Now, I did not open the note, and I don't know what the note was. How do you know there was a note? I picked up the box to see what was in the box. Now, Ben, you've been what? at times critical of our editing staff. Why would you not <laughs> leave a note and say, uh, why didn't we have the sound from... Uh, that guy the other day. No, no, because I leave my anger on the air, Eddie. <laughs> I, I get it out on the air. I don't do it to anyone's face because I'm a weasel. Oh. So I do it, <laughs> I do it behind their back, and then, and that right. way it's better for me because none of these none of these guys listen to this, right? They're not listening. They're doing something else, so they never hear anything like that. You know, that's how that's how I roll, Eddie. That's how I operate. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Works well for me. That's why I'm on overnight, because no one's listening, so I can get away with it. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to be part 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities. Chris in Houston, who tells us he's going on vacation soon. Where do you think Chris is going on vacation? San Bernardino? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think so. A lot of people buying tickets, though, from what I hear, Eddie, so it's going to- right. It's going to be, uh, be going to be good. We're looking forward to it. We're going to have a great time out there in San Bernu. Are we getting the suite? Coming up August 24th. <laughs> Roberto wants the suite. Roberto, we're there to meet people. <laughs> like, even if we have a suite, we, don't could, we... we could wave, though, from the suite, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, unwashed. <laughs> Thank you the for em- traveling. The emperor from his box. <laughs> I really hate all of you, but I'm here anyway. No, I mean, come on. I mean, we're going to hang with these guys. Well, these I are mean, our friends. See, this, uh, it is what? important information because- yes. 
It determines how long I stay. Also, oh, so we have a. Oh yeah, Coop, Coop Mr. Is, Big Time. Coop's an introvert. Time, he is, Mr. Hollywood. Now, Coop's an introvert. He does not. Coop does not want to deal with people. This is a pain because everyone's going to ask him. Oh, what about lawyer, lawyer? He doesn't want to deal with that. No, I, I like people. Yeah, I, no, you I, don't. You but, like watching them from afar, though. No, no. See, I, I'm. You know, I'll go and I'm going to throw out the first pitch. You know, meet Blind yeah, Scott and you know pitch. some of the listeners. Yeah. But if there's a suite, that means there's food. Not necessarily. This is the minor leagues. This is the cow league. <laughs> hey, there might hey, be. Hey, a- isn't it fifty cent hot dog night yeah, or something? That's, Come on, that's that's true. That should be but enough. I was Big Lou sent me like a, a picture of an advertisement for the suite. It's five hundred dollars. He said that he was thinking of getting it with some of the other listeners, and it's like it's like getting a suite at Dodger Stadium. You've, they've got like really? you get like free barbecue for two hours really? and drinks nice. and yeah. There you go. We could duck out to the suite and come back and uh, yeah, mingle with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? We could rotate. I, I'll be right back. Licking I our fingers go, yeah. as we come back to oh, shake hands with oh, the... Oh, good to meet you. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. How about that? How about we'll do each do an inning uh, with the people, and then we'll hang out. We'll rotate, right? It's a nine-inning ah. game. There's four of us, so uh, somebody's going to get screwed and have to do the extra inning. Uh, if it, you that know, sounds but, like you, man. No, that's you, Eddie. It's you're, the you're Ben Maller show. Ben Maller show. Everyone says you're so nice there on Twitter and all that. So you go out and meet your people, Eddie. Go ahead. Hang out. They want to meet you, Ben. No, they want to meet you, really. No, no it's, all a, it's all a ruse they want to meet me. No one wants to meet me. I'm very boring in person. They want to meet you, Eddie. There's nothing exciting about me. I'm ugly. I'm, you know, I'm goofy looking. You know, who wants to, hear, who wants to hang out with uh, me? Mark tape on that, Roberto? Uh, yeah. Thank oh, you. Really? Got it. Where's, the, where's the drop from Eddie the other day? Play yeah, that. Play it like three I, times I, I, already. I want to hear it on, uh, on demand. I want to hear it. Play it again. Play it now. Make it your ring Play it now. I demand the drop right don't, now. Don't I'm do not. It, Roberto. I am not going to any don't pause for the cause him. until I hear that. It's soundbite. so big. I don't think you could really kind of get your mouth around it. I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying? We're talking about a sandwich. That was Eddie's. No, it was a burger. Actually. That was a porn audition for Eddie. I don't know what that was all about. I have no idea. I have no idea. Don't, don't encourage him, Roberto. He, he was losing his radio job years ago, and he was a. It's old. It's old audio. And it was, you know. Right. I like the extended wiener. Hey, don't play that. No, that's my voice sounds different there. Clearly, and you can hear the. I have lipstick on right now. Oh, that's show that, me your job. <laughs> oh, see now this is called Eddie's Revenge. What this is is Eddie's <laughs> maybe Revenge. It is, and maybe <laughs> it I, is. No, it is because Roberto doesn't even know where those sound bites are. My right hand was getting a workout. <laughs> okay, that that was the remote control. I, I'm a right hander, and I use the remote control in my right hand. That's how I operate. That's, that's an obvious answer. What was in your left hand? Royals having their problems on the road. Hey, hey, I'm hey, hey, Allen. You know what? Play that all you want. You know why? That is accurate. The Royals are having their problems on the road. <laughs> <laughs> My ass feels so good right now. Eddie, the, the Royals have been a, they've been bad at home, and they're having their problems on the road. It's not a good situation there for the Kansas City Royals, who are Baseball, ni- but- 19 and 40 on the on the road this year for the the Royals. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it right now. Hit that button, Roberto. Yeah, that's the one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. Full disclaimer, these are actual jokes sent in by actual listeners. Actual listeners, okay? So if you don't like them, go pound sand. Okay, these are other people like yourself. Leading off, Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. We say hello to Sirius. You know who's back this week also since he said the magic words? Weed Man Hippie returns. Hello, Weed Man. Hold on. Let me. Ah! 
Hold on. Put the other line up there, Roberto. Hold on a sec there. Are you there? We- yes, there you are, Weed Man. There you are. You're off the air. Okay. <laughs> you made me cry. Dance, monkey. Pretty much. Are you there, Sirius Sean? How do you there, my gun-slinging friends on this new Wild West day? Oh, he's, he's, watch, he's watching. Somebody, yeah, so he's watching Gunsmoke. Yeah, he's watching Gunsmoke, gun so now he wants to. Oh, my God. Walking around. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's oh, not. I it's not funny. He's walking around the house with a cowboy hat on. I love you, Sean. Uh, get a room. Can we, can we get to the joke, please? Okay. Make me laugh. First off, I got to say, if you guys haven't seen the cowboy movies or any Western stuff, you want to yeah. probably won't understand this one. Oh, boy. Okay. Cowboy humor. Yeah. We're losing okay. you to this. We're you. We're losing you to Gunsmoke. Hurry up. Get to the joke. Okay. Um, oh, what does the cowboy say to the pencil? Uh, I don't know. What? Draw a partner. I'm <laughs> 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 funny. All right. Th- thank you, Sean. All right. There he goes. It's Big Ben Slam Jokes of the Week. Actual jokes by actual listeners. I'll... Pass the joke off to Eddie. I'll read the beginning of the joke. Eddie will bounce it back to me. I'll give you the punchline. At that point, Roberto will play this. If it's funny, he'll play this. If it's not funny, and he'll play this if it could go either way. The noodle size makes a big difference. The width of the noodle. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yes, the noodle size. I like the fettuccine with the thicker noodle. Uh, Koopa Loops got his own jokes over there as offensive jokes. Here we go. What was Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite fast food restaurant? I don't know. What was Dahmer's favorite fast food restaurant? Five Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Some John, Coop would like that John one. the Jailer. I should have sent that one to Coop. What do they call the athletic department at The Ohio State? Uh, I don't know. What do they call it, Ben? Urban Blight. <laughs> Where's Weedman? I don't hear Weedman. Put him up there. I want to hear Weedman. Leave him up. You can leave him up. Oh. You didn't like that one? No? I don't know about that one. All right. That's what All right. Turnpike Bob in Ohio sent that one in. Let's see. What does LeBron James have in common with the Lakers? LeBron and the Lakers, what do they have in common? They man? both have losing records in the NBA Finals, Eddie. Yeah, you knew that was Where'd Weedman go? I don't hear Weedman. Roberto does not like Weedman. Oh, he's there. You he wrote that joke. I did not write huh? that joke. Bartolo, that was from Gary. Here we go. Bartolo Colon has become religious, Eddie. Oh, I didn't know that. He's a big fan of The Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bartolo. No, Coop, do you have anything over there, Coop? Yeah, I got one. Okay. Uh, what do you call a starting five full of Tom Looney's on steroids? Oh, my. Ooh. I don't know. Oh, my. Friend, our friend here at Fox. A small ball lineup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh nothing. Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. Oh, all right. Oh, that, that last joke was from Kurt from Earth. Uh, I'll keep it going here. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Actual jokes by actual listeners. Uh, what would you call Weed Man if he was a midget? Oh, a little Weed Man. I don't know. What would you call him? Half-baked. That's yeah. what you'd call That's what, <laughs> Anthony and Anaheim. Anthony sent that one in. <laughs> did you hear Urban Meyer is trying out for the lead role in a play? No, I did not hear that, Ben. Yeah, the Nutcracker. That's the uh, play. That's what, the noodle size makes a big difference. The width of the noodle. A lot of Roberto jokes this week. What's the difference between Roberto's homemade salsa and a candle? I don't know, Ben. What's the difference? A candle only burns at one end. <laughs> I don't get it. That's from Eek. All right. So oh, I, just, I don't get it. All right. I'll explain later. 
Coop's going to have to give Hot some other jokes goes later. In one place out Save those other jokes for later. Let me just give oh, a close. Okay. We're right. short on time here. All right. What do you want I mean, me to I got, do? I got good ones. All right. We'll do them. Uh, we'll have a little bonus coverage. Right. Jokes we All didn't right. get to. All right. Here it is, real quick. I don't even have time for it. There's no closer, oh, no. Eddie. Because oh, of no. Coop. Because Size of Coop. There's no closer. The there's no closer because of him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So, anyway, it's the Ben Mouse Show. We didn't end lame jokes. You know, we didn't get the closer. Coop had some offensive jokes. Can we have bonus lame joke coverage? Would that be okay? Last time I checked, it was the Ben Mouse Show. Okay, good. I just wanted to make so sure everyone was okay with that. You call the shots, sir. Yeah, all right. We'll do that. And we'll take we, Let's do that right now, and then we'll take some phone calls here because people are very upset about these protests. Or some people are upset with me, Eddie. I don't know why you'd be upset with me. All right, a few more jokes. This is spillover from last hour. These are jokes sent in by actual listeners to the Ben Maller Show, and uh, here we go. Uh, I'll give one, Coop will give one, I'll give another one, then we'll get out of here, I think, maybe. Uh, KFC Eddie has a new $1 Colonel's Happy Hour between oh. 2 and 5 every day with Chicken Littles, cookies, and apple turnovers. Oh, hello. It's the Blair in Maine Diet Eddie. <laughs> the noodle size makes a big difference. The width of the noodle. It's good. What's wrong with that? I, I worked in an Italian restaurant for years. I know pasta. Coop. Did you hear that uh, Danica Patrick is returning to NASCAR? I did not hear that. Yeah, she said, I refuse to be outdone by romance with Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you get when you put barbecue Len, whoopie pie Blair, Flexus, and weed man all oh at the same God. table? What a collection that is. I don't know. What do you get when you put those folks together? Your four main food groups is what you get. <laughs> All right. I got you know, one more coop. Anything else? Yeah. Well, okay. what, do you, what do you get when the Kettering Banjo Society doesn't show up for the party? I don't know. One less dick in the crowd. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's our, well, that's our friend Dick and Dayton, of course. We love him. All right. Last one for me. Here we go. This is my closer. What do you call it? When you throw four interceptions in your debut, Eddie, four interceptions in your debut. I don't know, man. What do you call that? You call that romance with Roberto. That's what you call it. There you go. The Johnny Manziel of the show, Roberto. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.